Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on CookieCast, it's Darkest Timeline Podcast. So it'll be, you know, stuff from the week, movies, games, and TV, and uh, anything else that might pop into this tiny little mind. Um, we've got YouTube videos, we've got SoundCloud, we can, you can get the podcast on iTunes, but uh, if I could ask you to do one thing, and wherever you're getting your podcast from, if you could subscribe, share, comment, get more get more people on the old subscribing train, it's a big help to the podcast, I appreciate it, and uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just, it's just cool, it's cool. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast, the Darkest Timeline Podcast. <sighs> See, when I put that there, I was like, yeah, that's a good position. Make it nice and loud. And uh, immediately did the one thing. I was like, don't want to bump into it though, do I? So sorry about that. Here, let me move it because that'll make a load of noise as well. How's that? You still hear me? Oh, thick, thick lines. <sighs> I still feel oppressed by it. It's like it's here. It's here in my face. <sighs> there was a point a while ago that I talked about like doing more than one podcast a week I looked at my list today and I was like man it's looking hefty very much a a lot to say about a lot of things and looking at the time that these podcasts run recently that can only mean that this is going to be at least like 45 minutes because I mean let's face it when I'm like oh this will be a quick one it's like an hour and a half and then presume it works the other way. Who knows? Anyway, let's get cracking. So yeah, plenty to talk about for the week. And uh, yeah, for you entertainment people out there, plenty of entertainment. So yeah, let's get going. Um, I have a question. weather runners do when the weather's not good now clearly the answer is surely in the question no not really so a fair weather runner um, we've reached a point you know where uh, so we had like back end of February moving into March now obviously not you know, not when you hear this, might be the back end of March, um, but at time of recording and all that, um, and as the way, you know, the way it likes to go sometimes, um, had a few nice days, and uh, as, as we know, uh, I like to get out there, a little run, so, uh, you know, nice days plus getting out there amongst it equals it like so 
many people out running. So all of that goes together. Fine, I get that. Sun's shining. Let's get out and get a running. My question is, what do those people do when the weather's not good? So you look out the window and it's snowing. Okay, well, you know, that's not that's not good weather. So you're like, well, I'm not going running today. So then what? I mean, do you have to do, like, circuits in your living room? Do you have to... How do you combat the, the not being... Like, for me, if I'm like, oh, I can't run, I can't go out running today because of X, I'd be like, well, that's going to be a detriment. Does that not... Is that how it works for everyone? Honestly, like, there are days where I've been out. Um, I went out today. I went out this morning. Um, on, on one of the rare occasions where I didn't go out on my own. Um, so I went out there, running along. Obviously, uh, a lot of the stuff that makes onto the onto the podcast, onto the stuff that I talk about, I, is discussed in my house. Um, so, fair weather runners, as already been mentioned, get out there. It's foggy, uh, a little bit colder than it has been in the last few days. All of that lands like where are your fair weather runners today? Didn't see a single person out running this morning go back a couple of days and, and like they are everywhere so my question is what do those people do on the days when the weather's not good do they have you know do, is it a case of adjusting what they're gonna eat that day doing additional exercise elsewhere how does it work? And then, when the weather's nice, and they sat out on their on their run, I mean, what's the rest of that day like? Are they are they useless for the rest of the day? Is that them done? It, like a lot of the things in my life, I think I've probably put too much thought into it, but it. It does make me wonder. I am a bit like, oh, well, how does it work? Very, very confusing. Speaking of running, it's gonna it's gonna be a little bit run heavy, I'm afraid. Um. So. In fact, I've got like five things to talk about. Four of them relate to, uh, or, or something around the uh, the running. Uh, but we'll still try and keep it uh, interesting. So, Saturday. Now, on a Saturday, I was about to say I like to get uh, get a long run in. I don't know if that's... I mean, yeah, I guess. 
I uh, yeah I'm certainly not where I was like a good few months ago where I hated every minute of going running um, but I'm certainly not one of those people who's like oh, I, get, I get so much out of it and then you know all the endorphins don't get me wrong I, I, I fully get that whole you know when you've been for a run you do feel better about stuff in general um, but yeah definitely not definitely not there anyway so Saturday morning I'm up I'm ready give the uh, give the child some breakfast and then uh, and then it's time uh, as previously mentioned uh, Saturday was a nice weather day so I'm like right after the a couple of weeks ago when I, I went out and ran seven miles and it registered as four whether it was four or not who knows but it certainly felt like seven miles I was like right here's what we're gonna do we're gonna go on a super long run and we're gonna go a distance that we know is a definitely more than four miles um, and B I mean we're, we're putting in the, the, the five mile run um, so that was that so set out set off running um, oh wow it was I look back at it now and it's like somebody else must have done it because I look back at it now and think I can't have done that like the distance where I went like how long how long I was out you know all of that um, I can't have done all of that go back go back home uh, I'll I'll save the suspense go back home and my phone told me that I'd done 5.35 miles. It took, I don't want to lie to you, so I will attempt to look on the thingy. I think it said it was an hour and seven minutes. Ah, yeah, I knew you were going to do that. and then it was like yeah we'll, we'll, we'll come to that how do I uh, meh? Uh, this one here we go 50 What's going on here? Well, that's very strange. Oh, have I already set it? Is that why? Uh, 
See, this is why this is why we should do the other thing. You know, we should do these things before coming on to the uh, to do the podcast because now the phone's telling me shit. Now, oh, whatever. What was I looking for? Oh, how long it took? Is it in here? Yes, it is. Here we go. Yeah, one hour, seven minutes, 29 seconds. 5.53 miles. I'll ignore, I'll ignore all of the rest of that. Do need to go back to the list there. Um, so I get back. And it's like, what's that thing? The three Ps, four Ps? Poor preparation makes for piss poor planning. Is that it? That doesn't sound right. Five, uh, there's a load of peas anyway. So basically, I got back, I had jogger's nipple. Um, which in hindsight, should have probably worked on the principle was probably going to happen. So I should have maybe done something about it, like applied some tape. Um, secondly, in future, might need to look into, how do I say this politely? might need to look into maybe applying some Vaseline to certain areas. Um, however, it was pointed out to me that uh, the, the, the jogging bottoms I was wearing probably weren't the best and I should be using some uh, of my more fitted or fitting um, trousery type things. Uh, number three, need to tie my hair up better. Uh, I was in a lot of pain when I got back. And it all stemmed from having my hair the way it was. So I'd like, I'd tie it up, put a plait in it, you know, man, a manly plait. Tied that set off. And it was just this thing where, like, if I had my head in a certain position, that it would, the ponytail would swing. And it would just swing and swing and swing and swing and swing. And the only way that I could get it to stop was to put my head forward. So I got to the point where it wasn't even four miles. It was like three and a half miles, maybe. And there was just all this tension in my neck, in my shoulders, in my arms, in my head. All of this stemmed from having to hold my head in this particular way. So, um, yeah, learnt a lot. Um, probably, potentially won't get out to do that long a run this Saturday I don't think so I probably need to take that, that into account which we'll come to in a bit um, but yeah uh, registered was it? it told me it was my second fastest run at that distance 
So the thing I found interesting was the, there's no record in Runkeeper of me ever doing a 10k. Which at the time I was like, that seems strange as a man who has done more than a few 10k's in his day. But I think I will have been using the Fitbit app by then. So that might be why. Um, so yeah, big, uh, big fat run. It was, it was a thing. I was basically useless for the rest of the day. Um, couldn't really stand, couldn't really walk, couldn't really sit down because of rubbage. Um, like I say, like my shoulders, my neck, all of that side, all of that end of the body was just, yeah, in, in, in a bad way. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that the more of these I put under my belt, the more, um, or the easier it'll get. If I'm honest, hitting 5.35, you know, it's an achievement, great, all of that. But me being me, already I'm like, it's not six, is it? Um, I'm sure somewhere around six and a half miles is is light 10k is it like 6.7 is that 10k so you know probably probably look at that issue i've got is the route like as far as i'm concerned you should always be like you should always have the home stretch so when you when you're heading towards the end of your run you should be heading to home should never have to run past home. Um, and I was thinking about it the other day, I was like, oh, 5.35, I could knock that up to six. How do I get it up to six? You know, I need to do another, you know, let's call it another mile. And I was like, oh, well, you know, we'll go past the turning for home and then go down the road and turn and then go down that road and then, and then turn and then come back. And I got so far and I was like, oh man, psychologically, having run past the house, I'd, I'd be done. I'd be done for, I think. So, uh, yeah. Need to look into that. <laughs> Obviously, I'll keep you posted. So, all of that nonsense I was talking about uh, when I was looking at Runkeeper. Um, <sighs> this is difficult for me to speak about, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not going to lie. Um... This is difficult for me to speak about. Way back, oh, it was ages. I mean, it was at least a month ago. Uh, Runkeeper's like, hey, do you want to set like a goal or a challenge or a whatever the hell it's called? I'm like, yeah. What you got for me? So, well, you know, you set a challenge and then we'll keep track of it for you. It's like, well, that sounds cool. All the time in my head, I've got this thing where a podcast alum, Stuart Woodmancy, 
and podcast alum Matthew Marr in the month of January completed a 50 mile thing for charity and the whole time they were doing it I was like oh man I, I should have done something like that I could have done something like that 50 miles over a month break it down you know it's like what 12.5 miles a week I go running five days break it down it's like you know bleh. and then I realized it was like oh that's actually you know was that like three? <laughs> yeah, you know, best part of three miles each time you go out, which I'm not hitting quite yet. So it's a bit like, eh, but then, you know, you do your long run on a Saturday, it makes up for the week, all of that. All of that. So with that in mind, next thing, run keepers like, hey, guy, why don't you set a challenge? I'm like, do you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to run 50 miles in February and as we know February is a shorter month so I'm like yeah yeah that's the one really push it there because that's where you know that no matter what you're behind always going to be behind like, so every Saturday you've got to get out there and you've got to put the miles in that'll get my mileage up for these long runs on a weekend I am down with this so I told Runkeeper in February I am going to run 50 miles so I missed two days of running now if we're really generous and say two and a half miles a day that's five miles missing i can tell you ladies and gentlemen now as, as i said that is a generous estimate because it's more like just over two i missed my goal i completed 87.71 percent which is 44 of 50 miles now here's the thing if i hadn't missed those two days which you know no control over the weather and let's say let's be generous and say that i of those combined two days i'd have got five miles up to today i would have then been faced with one one mile missing and I mean that's you know that's the kind of thing that would have pushed me at the weekend to go you know rather than 5.35 to push me to that six and I'd have just found the distance from somewhere and you know those sorts of things but it's been a really difficult thing for me um, I, I, I pride myself on if I set a goal achieving that goal you know completing that goal um i had a challenge that last year and i don't mean like last december i mean like the december before to lose a stone in the month of december um which thanks to 
I think I probably covered this at the time. Thanks to some uh, some some gastric issues, I did uh, I did. I was going to say I was going to say something there. I managed to squeeze it in um, and complete that. And those are the sort of things that you know that I, that I like. I, I'm, I'm about completing stuff. So it's been a difficult a difficult time realizing. And, and I realised quite early on, shit, uh, I'm not going to get this challenge done. Um, largely because I think, coming into the back end of last week, I think I had like 14 miles to go. Um, so yeah, so as, as you heard there, Runkeeper asked me if I wanted to do it again. I think that's why it wouldn't let me pick running as a challenge. It just said, do you want to do it again? Um, so, you know, I've said, yeah. So the month of March, uh, let's go for, let's go for 50 miles. Um, in theory, um, in theory it's doable. Whether it is or not, we'll find out. So yeah. I tried to say I tried to stay away from a particular subject, uh, and have done for quite some time now, because you know, just getting bogged down and I have a tendency to um spit fire and brimstone about certain things and so on and so forth. Um so when I do cover this subject now, I tend to cover it uh, kind of loosely and kind of quickly. Um, so let's see how we get on with this. Um, obviously, the you know at this time, I don't want to keep saying that time of recording, but at this time, at this point in time, we've been told, um, you know, basically, if these things happen, the the schools will go back. The rules will be relaxed, uh, and then a bit further down the line, more rules will be relaxed. A bit further down the line, things will start to open, and a bit further down the line, we will be back to normal. Uh, great, cool, and of course, groovy. However, as I mentioned, uh, nice weather recipe for disaster and obviously you know there's been a lot of uh, news articles over um, today over the weekend and stuff obviously saying you know yeah just because the weather's nice don't ruin it now there's been a lot of people photographed hanging around in groups and all this that and the other um, I set out my run Saturday morning admittedly a little bit later than I would have liked but you know I had, I had all day to get it done and uh, I was spending time with uh, with the daughter. So I had out. Um, I did something, and I and I uh, from the point I did it, I feel really bad about it, and I feel really terrible about it, and because it's the sort of thing that if somebody did it to me. I would lose my shit over and I you know it's that I feel like saying this now is kind of like me apologizing to the world and hopefully to the person in question um, 
I'm running down a road and there is a person walking down the pavement and you know those people who just seem to be able to take it's one person on their own but they just seem to be able to inhabit the entire pavement like this person was like they weren't walking like in a straight line you know if I didn't know better and it wasn't like 9 o'clock on a Saturday morning I'd have said they were drunk because there was like swaying involved there was, there was a, a coat situation and the coat the way that they were wearing this coat seemed to make them like twice as big so take up twice as much space and all this and typically the point in time where I come in contact with them uh, the, the pavement goes from being a decent size to a really narrow bit of pavement so I'm like well let's face it it's me I'm running along it's not, I'm not the quietest of person huffing and puffing and all that like this person's going to register the situation and hopefully move to one side. That is not what happened. So, me being the brain donor that I am, when I've got an amazing idea, how about I go around this person by cutting between these two parked cars and run out into a main road without looking honestly do not know what possessed me to do this and I can tell you this much for nothing there was absolutely a car coming if that had been me I would have lost my shit car in question went past I ran round the, the front of the two parked cars pulled back in got on the pavement car I'm running but I was like you fucking idiot why why would you do something like that that is not that is not the question I just I just wanted to get that out into the world to say that you know maybe in future I'll, I'll look before I run out into a main road a little while later so where was I? I was there. Half a mile later, let's say. I'm coming along. Now, at this point in time, I did learn from my mistake. Because coming the other way um, is a group, let's, let's say. So coming the other way is a group of people. I'm like, eh. Are these, is this group of people going to go single file, tuck in, let me get past, make some sort of an effort, or not. So, this time, I turned, I looked down the road, nothing coming at all. Admittedly unusual, but hey. So, I drop out onto the road, start running down the road, group of people coming the other way. Bearing in mind what we're actually talking about here is the fact that all oh, these rules are going to relax and learn it. But all of that relies on people doing what they're supposed to be doing. This was a group of nine people. Now let's break that down. A group 
of nine people. All of them together. It wasn't like two, two twos and two twos and, and a three and a six and whatever. Nine people. All together. Not a single one of them wearing masks. And I tell you this much. I would love to see the house that they're living in if all nine of them live in the same house. I'm like, yeah. So, carry on running. And basically the shortest, the shortest version of this story is that it's just people everywhere. Because the weather's nice. People everywhere and admittedly these people will live together those people will live together that person and that person are in a bubble or however it works but not all of them um, obviously they reported today that there's been a, a spike in the numbers in York so uh, that probably puts that into context um, I I understand that it does it. It's not a, uh, you know, they went out on Saturday and then they got it on Monday. I get that a bit, uh, but it's been nice weather for the best part of uh, last week. So you know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all gonna get back to normal any day now. Um. Here's one for you. Do you ever have that thing where you sleep badly? And then you wake up the next day. And you wake up with a headache. From the moment you open your eyes. From the moment you put two feet on the floor. From the moment you step out of bed. You've got a headache. And then. When you go to bed that night. You've still got this that headache and that entire day is just like well this is absolutely awesome um i am i'm super happy that this is a situation and here's the thing because i mentioned it to Leon, i was like i'm really sick and tired of this flipping headache it's doing my tree and i wish it would just go away and i drunk like i drank that much water that there was a point where we were leaving the house and before we left the house, like, you know, shoes on, grab a mask, get a car key, open the front door, you know, originally come downstairs, all of that. Before leaving the house, I went to the toilet three times because I drunk that much water. All of that. But just uh, this, this headache from the minute I opened my eyes to the minute I went to bed. What's that? I wasn't even tired. I didn't feel tired. So it wasn't that. What's that from? What's that situation? Don't get it. I slept on the sofa. Maybe that was something. Maybe that was some part of it. I don't know. Right, there we go. That is that. That is that done. That's the week. Uh, a little bit ranty, a little bit ranty at the back end. Maybe it was because, uh, maybe it was because I had to talk about not completing my goal. It made me, made me ragy. 
Hiraji uh, right, starts on T TV. Um, could have predicted this. Could have predicted this down to the absolute layer. So, having complained about episode five of series three of American Gods, I have now watched episode six. Loads better. Here's the thing about that program. I need that program to give me something. I think I probably said this last week. And when that program doesn't give me anything, then it's boring and it's dull and nothing's happening. But if it just gives me just a little bit, just a tiny taste of something, it keeps me interested. It doesn't have to be like, you know, for anybody who doesn't know, the story is about gods and the difference between old gods and new gods an example of which would be odin and technology okay that is all all pretty much all you need to know obviously not but hey that's that's the shortest sort of version so there's like what i want to say is magic I don't know if that really describes it. Like, what would a godly power be? It's not, it's not magic, is it? Powers? Powers is like superheroes. Hmm. Interesting question. What, what does a god have? Anyway, not going to find an answer just sitting here now. So... There's just little bits of of the of the the stuff, the the god stuff. Um, the main character's painting a wall, and he sees something in the paint. And uh, you know, there's like little bits. Like there's a, a woman that walks across some snow, and as she walks, it's like 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 the the snow's melting away. Um, little things like that make that program a lot better. I do find that there is a fine line between it being good or okay and it being bad, boring, dull, whatever. A really fine line. Um, unfortunately, we did have to endure the um, the the dead wife character, the ex-wife, the whatever, however she's going to be known now on. Um, something that I found out recently I was trying to find something in the book to show my eldest uh, typically couldn't find it but flicking through the start of the book to try and find it I was like hang on a minute absolutely a character missing from the series did I talk about this last week hmm maybe I did that would make sense because it was a it was a while ago that I was looking. Um, so episode six, a lot better than episode five. I can tell you that much for nothing. Um, it's just it just needs to keep that momentum. Um, 
I do have issues with the with where the the show is at the moment because I I, I thought I was going to get something from the book, and it kind of teased that, and that's not really happened. It is happening to a degree, but not really, not the way it is. Isn't it? Like it's a third of the book, um, and it's just not getting the the time or attention at the moment. Um, I have a I have a weird feeling that they're gonna try and like make series four that which I think would be a really bad move. But hey. Um so what I can say is uh yeah episode six was a lot better. Uh, no major revelations or anything like that. Danny Trio was in it. Always nice to see Danny Trio and things. So, uh, so yeah. I watched a couple of films. Watched an absolute corker of a movie. Um, the only thing is, I'm not entirely sure how to say it. Um, I watched. Well, I'll give it a go. I watched the film Ex Machina, or. Ex Machina. Now I think it's Mechina because um, there's an Appleseed animated movie which I'm sure was referred to as Ex Machina and then there was a Deus Ex game which I th I'm sure had a sim similar if not the same name and I'm, I'm sure that that was pronounced as Ex Mechina. Don't quote me on it though. Um, for anybody that doesn't know, uh, the premise, kind of premise I suppose, is um, proving whether AI is a thing. Um, there's this guy, he owns a company, he is immensely wealthy. Uh, he invites one of his employees to come to where he lives to test an AI. Is it the, the Turin, Turin test? Uh, to work out whether an artificial intelligence knows. Or it can be... The, or prove that it's human or think it's human or what you know something like that there's this test anyway um oscar isaacs plays the billionaire guy and then there's like the woman that played lara croft in the more recent tomb raider film and then a guy who I was like, I recognise you from somewhere. Where do I recognise you from? And then there was this whole big thing that he was in some of the more recent Star Wars films. Um, and there was this whole thing that, that, that um, Oscar Isaacs is in those more recent Star Wars films. So was this other guy, but they were on other sides of the table, I guess. Uh, in the Star Wars films, in, in comparison to the Ex Machina. Um one of those the film starts very pretty quickly you work out that not everything's as it seems 
uh, and it just gets super weird and super creepy from there on. Um, Oscar Isaacs did very well playing his role. Probably leave that there uh, because I I would encourage anyone to go and watch this film. Um, film I love films like this because. I was trying to explain this the other day. I was like, one, two, three, four, five. So, five actors for definitely, you know, definitely, 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 five actors. And then, like, one, two, three, like, bit actors. That's it. It's your entire cast. Now, in a situation like that, surely if you're paying, you know, not loads of money for um, actors, that leaves the opportunity to spend your money elsewhere, as they did on the special effects, and that won them an Oscar, and deservedly so. Um, just a really solid really good really well made film uh, very much a film that relies heavily on the ability of the actors in the film which is what you want from you know actors basically that's their job you want them to do it uh, and then leans heavily on the special effects which were very good and just, you know, it's one of those kind of a situation where I can't really say enough good things about this film. Uh, really good, really entertaining, really, um, like, in certain places, really tense, really like, ooh, what's going to happen? Uh, oh, this, that, the other. Um, just good, solid film. Um, and if I am saying it wrong, apologies. But I'm doing the I'm doing the best I can with what I've got, which is not not good brain. Um, so that's that film. I watched a film called Bigger. Um, I am a man who loves a rags to riches story. I am also a man who lo who loves a a rise and fall, rise again if necessary kind of movie. Those sorts of things, you know, people that start out from, from nothing have make something of their lives. Um, I'm all up for that. Um, so, now, I should really tell you who we're talking about here. Really, let's face it. So... I don't. Did we ever speak about Zero Dark Thirty? I don't think we. That was the film that I hadn't finished watching. And I think I made a conscious decision to not talk about it. So there you go.
Right, here we go. Uh, the inspirational tale of Grandfathers of Fitness as we know it. Joe and Ben Weeder. Uh, facing anti-Semitism and extreme poverty, the brothers beat all odds to build an empire and inspire future generations. Um, basically, you know, the 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 Joe of the of the brothers had this goal. Uh, he wanted to make sure that everybody was uh, being fit and healthy, and it was just like this, like absolute, all and comes all control, all powerful obsession, uh, and it led him down the path of where he wanted to write a magazine, print a magazine, release a magazine, all of this, which over time made uh, made him a success. Uh, his brother went off the war. Brother came back, carried on, uh, carried on with him in the company, and um, yeah, I mean, you know, there's, <clears throat> I'm not going to spoil it, but yeah, it, you know, there's some ups and downs, like anything. Um, the there's the uh, they create the Mr. Olympia because um, there's this whole thing about. Something about Mr. Universe. Once you're crowned Mr. Universe, that's the end of the road. You can't you can't win it a second time, or at least at that point in time you couldn't. Um, <clears throat> so they created Mr. Olympia, uh, which you can you could win as many times as you wanted. Um, and yeah, you know, there's all these twists and turns, uh, ups and downs, this, that, and the other. Everything was fine. It was really enjoyable, uh, super stylish because of like the time it's set in, um, like the the forties and, and onwards. Um, we saw where the probably the bulk of the film was set, like the early parts of the film. Then it just sort of skips through the years, which weirdly there was a point where there was like this what seemed to be quite a big jump in time, and I was a bit like, so what? Nothing happened. Um, and then I think there was then another jump in time again. It was a bit like, well, well, what's happening? You know, you're telling me either nothing happened or something happened and you're not telling me kind of situation. But it was fine and it was good and it was enjoyable. My only criticism is, I imagine certain people, when I said Mr. Olympia, will realise that the one thing that goes hand in hand pretty much with Mr. Olympia is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, six time Mr. Olympia, I think. Um, so the back end of the film, it was like, oh, you know, you know, bodybuilding and all this, that and the other through the whole film. And then the back end of the film was just about Arnie. It felt like it had gone from this really broad sort of spectrum of of the of the bodybuilding world, and like they've got the competition, they've got the magazines, they've got the other magazines. There's this relationship between the you know the the Joe brother, not the Ben brother, and this um, his second wife. Uh, it seemed like she was a a famous film star, I think. 
more doing more sort of modeling and stuff all of that so all of this stuff's going on once the film hits the point in time where they discover Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, and they bring him over to America and they get him training harder than he, than he was training all of this um, that was that was kind of it for the rest like it just it just kind of became about Arnie and then everything was like you know Arnie training for this Arnie going off to be in movies the guy basically became Arnie's trainer and, and I get it you know I do understand um, Arnold's success is just monumental so a big thing but kind of kind of felt a bit like well what did the rest stop and then like, they show you all of the pictures at the end like the pictures and stuff is like you know here's this and here's that and here's the other it was like there was like a couple of pictures of them with Arnie when he first came to America and stuff. It felt like it sort of had been this really, like I say, this really broad thing through the majority of the film. And then right at the end, it just zeroed in on this one thing. Um, I think I'd have kind of liked it if there'd have been a little bit more of like, oh, and there was this stuff with Arnie rather than, and then it just became about Arnie. Um, still, very enjoyable film. Really enjoyed it. Um, like I say, super stylish. Um, you know, anytime anybody's got one of those, those passions, um, you know, like, like those people that were born to do a specific thing. Anytime you you have the ability, you have the opportunity to see that. Obviously, you know, in a movie that's probably not all that accurate. There is, there is something about that level of passion. People that were born to do things. Um, so it's always you know interesting and, and fun to watch. So uh, yeah, enjoyable film. Enjoyable film, right there. Something a little sad, I feel. I don't know if anybody's really going to agree with me. Um, but something a little sad here. We're going to talk about a little, a little bit of VR. Um, you will know from listening to uh, the last few weeks that I, I've been persisting with the game Stormland. And I keep going back to it and I keep giving it a try. And I've been looking up, trying to find walkthroughs and trying to find videos and trying to find various different ways and means and, and to find these it wants me to find these keys I need four keys three of them to open one thing and one to open something else I can't find these fucking keys I can only presume that there is something drastically wrong and I can only presume that that's something that is drastically wrong in me but I cannot for the life of me find these keys this has been going on for weeks now 
and I've reached the point where I've had to look at the situation and basically say I can either keep banging my head against this wall and not getting anywhere you know Einstein's definition of insanity or I can make the tough decision to for now walk away from this game um, obviously the fact that when I had the opportunity to play a bit of VR on Saturday night I think it was uh, I didn't play Stormland I played a little bit of uh, Boneworks arena mode a little bit of fun running around in that I do I do feel that I'm very much in the realm of I need to go and play something else that I can enjoy that I can progress that I can you know get my teeth into um, because for whatever reason either I, and, and I know how this sounds but it's like it's like the game doesn't want me to progress and I, and I, and I don't get it um, I, you know, I have said the one thing about this game is it's very much it started out by going we're going to give you very little to get you going and it's just got less and less and less and less and I don't need like a lot of hand holding but give us a fucking clue yeah seriously give me a clue something that tells me what it is I'm supposed to be doing anything a hint a tip something uh, it, it's sad for me because it's a game that I've thoroughly enjoyed but I don't enjoy just going around doing the same stuff over and over and over to get nothing from it I haven't got a single key in like you know I've been playing like a month on this one bit I've looked at walkthroughs there aren't any I've looked at videos I've found videos I found a video where a guy was like oh look here's a key I'm like where the fuck did you get that from he's like I got it from right here I'm like okay where's that because the video that you're doing jumps around all over the place because you've obviously filmed like an hour's worth of footage and then cut together 16 minutes of it so it's all jumping all over the shop. Nobody's got a clue what, where, where you are or what you're doing. So, as to not let the uh, let the VR die, I feel that the the, the sane thing to be to do would be to uh, to play something else. Immediately, I'm like, let's play Half-Life Alex again. <laughs> and it, I I honestly. When I put Boneworks on at the weekend, I had to fight the urge to just be like, I'll just play, I'll just play a little bit, a little bit of Alex. I've got a freaking pile of VR games to play. Um, so, I think I'm saying here and now that I'm probably going to have to step back, maybe not step away, step back from Stormland for now sad times but it really is a needs must kind of situation um but yeah sad times i'm afraid uh so console stuff um it's one of those what i, what I 
what I was going to say is I've only played one console game. Not strictly true, because I took a break from playing the one console game that I've been playing to play a demo. So let's talk about the demo first. Um, a game that I've been mildly interested in um, back end of last year, it was supposed to come out on New Year's Eve last year. Uh, and like a lot of things in this day and age, uh, it got put back. Uh, the game in question is Outriders, a game that looks very much like a third-person shooter um, with elements, let's face it, with elements of destiny mixed in. You, you've got guns and powers of some description. Um, the game comes out... Is it back into this month or maybe a couple of weeks into next month or something? Um, so, all over the shop, oh, download the demo. A lot of talk about the demo being very generous, and when you download the demo, it does say that it gives you the beginning of the game. You've got access to all four different class of character, so on and so forth. Basically, they give you a big chunk of the start of the game. A few missions, uh, you get to play around with the powers, you get to learn like the, the difficulty um, settings. Playing the game, in actual fact, it's more like Gears of War meets Destiny. Unfortunately, unfortunately for me, anybody who will remember me talking Gears of War a little while back will know that Gears of War is not my favourite franchise. Um, I just pulled the trigger this evening on selling all of my old... Gears of War games, I think I owned all of them up to like four, maybe another one. Uh, I was like, get rid of them all. Um, it's not it's not my favourite franchise, it's not really the franchise for me, even though I do keep playing them. Um, but hey, Destiny on the other hand, I own, still, I'm looking, own both Destinies. Um, the first one was a game that I was very much invested in, um, and then it, you know, it just it just went. There, there was another game that had a massive demo. Um, however, it was just one of those things that once those games reach a certain level, or once you've completed them, essentially what they want you to do is play the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again, daily. Um, which, let's face it, is dull as dishwater um so not the best combination if i'm honest um i played the demo i played through as one of the classes uh, like a like a pyrotechnic guy so you can shoot like walls of fire and you can burn people in certain ways and uh, if you punch them they, they set on fire and that sort of stuff uh, interesting mechanic is um, like damage to other enemies like if you use your abilities and, and you then damage enemies using those abilities you gain health from that so it's this this principle of you know it encourages chaos is the way it was put um, interesting mechanic kind of cool um, not 
amazing when the game, like the difficulty of the game, went up. Uh, when I didn't at that point in time, I didn't realise I could change it. Um, and it's like oh, I've used all my abilities and I've got no health and now I'm dead. That sort of thing. Um, so I played through as, as the as the fire guy. I was like, you know what? That wasn't a massive amount of time out of my life. So I'll play it again, but I'll play as. Hmm, what the hell type? Basically, like a tank, not a tank tank, like a tank roll. Um, like you press a button and you've got like armor, basically. Uh, and oh, there was like a thing where you, know, like you press a button and it shoots you up in the air, and then you lock onto an enemy, and then you press a button again and you like fly into them at, like really fast, and it hurts them and anybody around them. You know that sort of thing. Uh, you're just like tough I guess as far as the demo the demo is meaty as hell uh, and it, do, it does a cool thing where it's like oh if you've if you played through the the start of the demo and you want to change your class after finishing the demo you you basically skip the start of the game and you just start with uh, a different class at the point in time that you get powers um, obviously all of this has been very well thought out um few sort of issues but i imagine that those issues will be ironed out you know in a day one patch like there's a bit of uh, issue with the audio not syncing up um and stuff like that um mildly interesting story um i'm not sure we're always there for the story in games like that but uh but whatever here's the thing and this is more of a reflection of the games market the way it is at the moment and the world the way it is at the moment maybe but yeah from the demo it's probably a good six out of ten maybe depending on how much better it is when you get the game seven out of ten there is so little on the horizon literally nothing coming out anytime soon that I'm like I mean I, I guess I'll get it you know I've got like got a lot of credit um, for games and, and and nothing to spend it on so I'm like, well, I, I guess I'll get that yeah that's a that's an endorsement for a game, isn't it? Well, I guess I'll get it because there's nothing else to play. <sighs> Honestly, you know, I, I I generally do get games like that, and then basically at the point that they want you to play it day in day out, doing the same missions over and over again, is the point I switch off. Um. So, so yeah. Uh, right, let's get to the to the nitty gritty. Um, I've only played one actual console game this week, and I think it's not going to take much to work out what that game is. It is, in fact, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Remind me to talk about uh, a, a stark realization. I, I, I can't get away from um, from the review I read the day I decided to install it. And the review I read is so 
nailed on, um, somebody should give that person uh, a well-paid job to review things. The review for Cyberpunk is basically... Deep, 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 deep down, below nine different levels of garbage, there's an okay game. However, the garbage layers are so horrifically bad that it takes so long to find the good stuff. This is how bad it is. And this isn't even about the bugs. But the bugs are that bad that sometimes you're trying to work out whether the game is broken or you don't know what you're doing. I'll give you an example. I was playing last night and I was doing this mission. I had to go through this factory. I got to this point and I was like trying to use a computer but the game thought I was on the phone so it told me that I couldn't use the computer while I was on the phone. I wasn't on the phone. So, you know, what do you do with that? I ended up having to reload twice. Didn't do anything. And in the end, I ended up leaving the factory at which point the phone rang I had a conversation on the phone and then I went back to into the factory everything was fine that sort of level a while later I'm at the back end of doing this thing in the factory and I was convinced that the game was broken so I'm like the game's broken I need to go through this door but the game is broken so it's not registering that I need to go through the door Ended up having to look it up. I, I looked up on YouTube and found that in actual fact, for once, the game wasn't broken. I just hadn't looked everywhere. That's the sort of level we're dealing with with the bugs. It's not even about that. There's so much garbage in that game. There is um, there's a, a menu section in the game that I've never never been to I've never used it like at this point in time there is like crafting is a menu option I don't think I've ever been in it so yeah that, that was needed you got all these different like oh you can hack this and you can hack that and you can hack the other yeah do I need to though no not really okay cool so there's all that sort of stuff. I did this thing, and I did this thing last night where I was like, <sighs> shit, I think I've been playing this game wrong up to this point. So there was this very, like, the, the way it told you, it was like, we've got to go in stealth. Okay, we're going to go in stealth. I hear you. Yeah, but we need to go in, like, real stealth. Keep it nice and quiet. Yeah, 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 I know how this goes. I go in, somebody sees me, then it turns into a, a big gun battle. The game's like, yeah, but rather than doing that, how about instead we do it stealth? Like, uh-huh, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. 
go in two minutes later somebody sees me and then I have to kill everyone and it just the game's just like we're doing this still I'm like whatever so I got there I'm like do you know something I'm going to give it a crack managed to do the entire mission the entire level the entire bit of that section of the game without getting spotted without killing anyone without shooting a single shot managed to get out you know, it was like a rescue, rescue this guy and then get out. Managed to get out, get in a car, drive away. And I was like, shit. Pretty sure I should have been doing that up to this point already. Now I love uh, uh, a game where it's like, oh, you can do it stealthily if you want. Or you can kill everyone. Or you can do a bit of half and half, do it stealthy for a while and then shoot everyone. I love a game that gives you that option, so I'm not that fussed. So, another thing about the game is you're fine as long as you don't have to travel anywhere. Whew. Man alive. So, the moment you start traveling, you know, you get in a car, you get on a motorbike, you steal a car, buy a car, rent a car, whatever you want to do. That's when everything goes to shit. Because basically the game can't handle it. It can't process it. It doesn't know what to do with the information. For one thing going for it, it's got a really good map system. Unfortunately, the map doesn't display enough when you're driving the map should zoom out and it doesn't and you know what that leaves every single turning in that game whether you're driving riding a motorbike or whatever I miss every single turning think about that it's a massive open world there's a lot of traveling to do every turning let just a tiny little bit of thought just a tiny little bit of thought could have changed that and make it not really annoying so here's the thing there is so much wrong with this game that it's just like it's, it's just, there's so much wrong with it. Below all of that, below the bugs, the glitches, the terrible mechanics that are completely unnecessary, and so on and so on and so on and so on and so on, there is an okay game. I'd even go a step further and say that it's, it's kind of, it's kind of maybe even good very very cleverly disguised as a as a terrible game to the point and this is what was in the review and this was part of the reason why i made the decision to install the game the guy who wrote the review that i read said that it was terrible and it's got all these levels of garbage however he, he could stop playing it and he was actually really enjoying it even though it was really bad there was a point last night where I, I was nearly in tears because I was like, this is so um, 
unbearably bad. It's it's physically painful to play at points. With a, with when you just hit like a pinnacle of every single thing is wrong. The game's broken. It's glitching. It you know the car's not moving. All of that stuff nearly brought me to tears. Yet various points throughout today I've been like oh you know can't wait till uh, can't wait till this evening to play a bit of cyberpunk so here's a thing okay saw this post the other day on Facebook that said CD Projekt Red we're going to release a update for the game the update was going to be another fix it was going to make the game more playable they vowed to make this happen however they also about a month ago announced that they'd been uh, they'd been uh, hacked they were the, the victims of cyber terrorism a load of source code had been stolen and it was sold on the black market in the last few days they've announced that because of the hack they are now not in a position to release this update. Boohoo, poor cyberpunk players. I tagged podcast alum Luke in this post saying, Looks like you're gonna have to wait a little bit longer because Luke had told me that he was waiting until the new update to actually go back to playing cyberpunk. I tagged him, Luke, looks like you're gonna have to wait a little bit longer to play cyberpunk. At which point when I went back to that post, podcast alum Sam had commented on it and said, yeah, because uh, the cyber terrorist attack is absolutely the reason that CD Projekt Red aren't releasing the update, other than the fact that they sold 13 million copies of the game and they are absolutely going to wash their hands of it. Basically, you know, the cyber, cyber quote-unquote cyber attack is absolutely not the reason that they're not releasing this update and then said you know they've made their money they're going to go away they're going to leave this game to burn and they will just release another game and people will forget about it and i was like oh man that's really sad i'd kind of like to play a better version of this game but that got me thinking 13 million copies with all the bad press with all the talk of the the train wreck game that it is with all the lawsuits and the ongoing saga that is cyberpunk 2077 if you sell something for uh, if you sell something for let's say on an average and i actually think this is lowballing it 50 pounds and you sell 13 million copies if my maths are correct that is 650 million dollars well no sorry 650 million pounds which is probably a little bit more in dollars yeah 
So this game would be considered to be a flop. But not financially. Financially, it's an absolute juggernaut. And I think that that in itself kind of sums up the games market at, at this point in time. The games market is that bad that a terrible, broken game grosses somewhere in the vicinity of £650 million. Sony and Microsoft removed it from their stores. They, they couldn't even sell it. I imagine Sony especially were getting crippled by digital refunds. I imagine Microsoft wasn't far behind them. So after, after all of that, presumably what we're saying is that those 13 million copies are potentially physical copies. Just, I mean, that, that's, that's crazy insane. And I think the, the crazy insane thing is about just how bad the games market is. That's, that's insane. So there you go. Uh, as I'm sure you'll expect, I'm going to keep playing it. Um, uh, you, you know, you know the situation at this point. I have got other games that I need to, you know, I need to go back to Valhalla. But, man, I needed a break from that. Um, not necessarily in a bad way. Uh, we went through it last week, let's face it. Um, so yeah, look forward to more uh, me talking shit about cyberpunk. Um, that right there is the podcast. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that that was probably a long one. Um, next time we can talk about uh, anger management and um, the possibility of being scammed on the internet. How about that? So something to look forward to. Uh yeah, that's it for this one, and I'll talk to you next time. So there we go, what do you think to that? Another one done. Oh, we're closing in on the big, the big 100. Getting there. Soon, soon. YouTube watchers, uh, do subscribe, drop us a comment in the comments box, and uh, get a family member to join up, be a, be a part of the subscribing crew. If you prefer your audio podcast, then SoundCloud, iTunes, and places like that is the place for you, and you can subscribe there as well, so please do. So that's it for this one. Till next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Bye!